welcome to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Tracy Bloom, and I feature people who inspire and uplift future generations with their work. And today, I have the fabulous Shakira Sean out of Atlanta, Georgia, here with me today to talk about his career as an author and his fantastic brand new book, Never Wraith. Shakira, thanks for Thank being here. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. You. Well, you have been at it for a while. Um, and so I know I see this beautiful cover behind you, and I can't wait to talk about all the hard work that went into that book. But um, how did you get started? How did you realize your passion for for writing? Ooh, um, that started years ago when I was pretty much about the same age as I was able to start, you know, learn how to talk and walk, so to speak. Um, I actually was, uh, my, my grandfather actually started me off um, kind of oral storytelling in a manner of speaking. Um, we were, I had this thing about being, a, once I learned how to talk, I couldn't stop talking. So it was one of those, um, I, I always had something to say, or I had a question, or I had something that, you know, interested me and I had to have somebody had to hear about it. So he was the one that probably heard about it more than anybody else because he was, I was around him probably more than than, than anybody else at that point. Um, so he one day just decided to start reading me books um, and and different things along those lines. And um, that's when I started to kind of develop the, the 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 capacity for reading books myself and, you know, that type of thing. So once I actually learned how to start, you know, reading for myself, then he kind of sat me down and was like, okay, I need you to tell me about it. And I don't want, you know, I don't want the the Cliff Notes version. I don't want the the book report version and none of that. And I'm sitting here at six years old, like, what is he talking about? But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know, this is what we want to do. So this is what we're going to do. So um, he, and so eventually I just got to the point to where when I started finding books that I loved reading, um, I just told him about the book. And he, eventually he was like, okay, so now that we, now that you know how to tell me about books that you've read, make something up and I'm like what do you mean make something up I'm like I haven't read enough to know what to make what are you doing? And, and again I'm six six years old seven years old give or take and you know I'm like I said I'm not the smartest you know I'm not necessarily saying I'm the smartest person in the room or anything like that but at the same time I'm just like what is he talking about and I didn't realize then what I know now but you know at the time he just kind of put me on the path of you know learning how to create and learning how to make things up and all that other good stuff. So yeah. And then when you started actually realizing that there was joy in writing, mm -hmm. um, what was that like for you? Were you were you just starting to write in journals? Did you start typing? Um, how how's your process for when you sit down to actually write and create books? I'm old school. Um, I I, I prefer pen to paper. Uh, it's just that that's the way I started when I when I first started learning, learning how to write when I was uh, well, really starting to write just for the sake of it. Um, when I was around maybe 13 years old uh, was when I really started kind of really putting things together and learning how to put sentences together and stories together and, you know, figuring out whatever was in my head at that point. Um, contrary to popular opinion, I was a I was pretty much a. I, the term is now called ambivert, but, you know, at the time it was like I I leaned into a lot of my introvert side when I was in high school, um, even though I was, you know, I played played basketball when I was in high school and in college. And that requires a certain level of, 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 of extrovert energy as far as that is. So 
I dealt, I left that on, I left that on the court. And when I was not on the court, it was more along the lines of I leaned toward my introverted side. And that's where my, my worlds kind of um, collided in a manner of speaking. It was like, I leaned into my, 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 my literary universes and my, my fictional universes more than I dealt with the, the, the general public, so to speak. So um, that was where everything really kind of took off in terms of just enjoying what I was seeing in terms of the different characters in my head and the different places that we were going and um you know some of the things that we were doing and just all of the things and that's where the the the, the true spark kind of kicked in yeah uh, so somebody I can't remember where I heard it or read it but somebody said when when you see an author creating a character there's a piece of that author in the character mm-hmm. so when you were writing never I thought how much of this is Shakir? How much of your characters are you? <laughs> Yasir is Yasir is me and I am him. Um it, it is it is the youngest, it's the youngest version of me to date um that I have written um as far as my characters are concerned. He probably embodies a lot more of what I was as that teenager back then um than I really had originally planned. <laughs> But, you know, it just kind of worked itself out at that. But um, it was, Yasir is 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 definitely uh, probably a, a mini me in a manner of speaking. Um, in, in a lot of instances, it's just a lot of things that he went through, that I went through, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the, the, the things that needed to be coped with in terms of just being in new environments. And 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 learning how to kind of manage and, and and work through and you know trusting folks you know just yeah. all of those things that come into play and that that worked out you know it worked out for the best. Yeah. So for the for the magical pieces and the world building and all the things that I don't want to give away too much of your book, but the magical elements that are involved. Um, did those ideas, did you feel drawn to a certain ancient culture or something that you were like, I want to weave in these ancient things that are kind of, you know, exist in the mythological world and bring them in? Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Um, a lot of my, anybody that's been around me for 2.5 seconds knows that I have a very heavy Egyptian influence and a very heavy um, African mythology influence in a lot of the things that I write. So when Never Wraith presented itself, it was the perfect time for me to in, involve and employ a lot of those, um, a lot of the mysticism, a lot of the magical elements, a lot of the 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 things that do come through um, that are otherworldly in a manner of speaking. So it was fun to create all of the the, the magical beings and and a lot of the uh, a lot of the paranormal paranormal aspects of how um how they how they presented themselves with regard to all of the characters that are in my that are in my book at this point um everyone has some some aspect to 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 kind of flesh out i don't always make it very overt obviously it's overt when it comes to yasir but everyone else it's almost like i have to i, I kind of drew it out um i kind of gave people an idea of what it might be but there's no guarantee that it actually was until I felt like it was time to reveal it. Yeah. And then with this book, did you did you know exactly, did you outline the whole thing? Are you kind of like a, you take it as it comes in and might write pieces of the book at a time? 
Um, the term, what is the term they always say? It's a planter. Yeah, that's a it. Plotter or a pantser. <laughs> yeah, a plotter or a pantser, but I do both. So it's like, it's a planter. So we're going to work with that. Um, but yeah, I, there were some aspects that I plotted out. There were some aspects that just came in. It was like, okay, this is what we're going to throw in, whether you like it or not. And I had to make it work. So it's the beauty of creativity. You, you don't always get a chance to plan everything. Yeah. Did you have any doubt? Because you typically write in another genre or another mm -hmm. style. Did you have any self-doubt when it came to work, working with, you know, young adult fiction or a new type of genre? Or were you like, I'm a writer. I can do this. Honestly speaking, I started out writing young adult. I mean, oh. I was a young adult when I started writing young adult. So it was, it was, you know, a lot of the things was just the, the, the people that were around me. I was, you know, anybody, any, any writer is a people watcher, you know, so we're, we're constantly observing everything around us in some form or fashion. So I did the same thing when I was, when I was in high school. I mean, I, I literally was just observing people. I wasn't necessarily trying to be on stage and, you know, all that other good stuff. I was, I was good with everybody else being on stage and I'll just watch what you do and I'll just take it all down. Um, like I said, it wasn't until I actually got a little older where the, the, the paradigm shifted a little bit, but you know, at that stage of my life, I was content to be in the audience and just take everything down as I saw fit. And that was what kind of sparked everything from there. But I've been, I've been a young adult as a reader for my entire, just really the entirety of my life, honestly. I mean, I was, that's the, that's the genre that I probably read most in, in a lot of aspects. I think the only thing that I read more than YA would probably be um, action thrillers and sci-fi. Other than that, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much in the in the young adult sphere in some form or fashion, especially fantasy. Yeah, uh, for this book, I know that it took a long time for you to write it, and there may have been some some edits, some rewrites, mm -hmm. some things like that. What was it like? I mean, how how easy was it for you to take your existing version and then tweak it or modify it to fit in with what maybe a publisher or someone else was looking for? The weirdest thing was when I wrote the original the original iteration of Never Wraith. Never Wraith was originally written in third person. Oh. Um, yeah, it was originally written in third person. That was that was what um, was agreed upon between me and my editor. Mm -hmm. And when I set off to write it in that third person uh, omniscient view, uh, by the time I got done with it, they we went through about maybe a third, maybe no, a quarter of the book. Matter of fact, it was a quarter of the book. And because I used so much introspective um, narrative inside of that third person, they go, the, my editor literally went, well, why don't we try it in first person to see what that looks like? And I'm going, no. So, I, yeah. So at that point, I was like, are you serious right now? Is that what we're really doing? And they go, yeah, I really think that this will work in first person. And I'm going, that's usually what it is when it comes to one young adults. It's very rare in the third person and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah. um since I have to rewrite this thing from a first person perspective, it's going to take me a minute. So you're going to have to give me a little bit to kind of work through. So I said, all right, fine. So I sat down and destroyed the third person version and went through the first person. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. That but was an undertaking. <laughs> that was an undertaking. That, that I'm, I, 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 to this day, I think about it and I get exhausted, oh. uh, but it's, 
but it, you know, working through working through the third person and bringing it to the first person perspective, um, and 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 not trying to lose too much of the original story, um, mm-hmm. was the greatest challenge because I had a certain story in my head, and then there was just so many different things that were happening. It was like um, we kept getting we kept getting emails from um, from outside entities. It was like, okay, well, you know, we're willing to take this in this direction if you're if you're willing to do take this story in this direction. So it was like the original story art that I had in mind for the first book changed significantly as well. So, you know, and then eventually it just turned into an entire origin story. And I'm just like, I don't like writing origin stories. They're hard to write because the pacing is ridiculous. And you're you're almost like you're throwing everything in all at one time and you end up losing things in the process sometimes. And, you know, I I did my best to can you know to 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 satisfy the 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 persons that were most interested in the project for uh, for whatever reason, and you know finally got it to where we finally are right now with the current iteration, and you know the the edits themselves were an education in a lot of instances because I had to learn um, I had to learn real time. And current time, I guess, in a manner of speaking, um, sensitivity issues that I, that that needed to be addressed. Um, yeah. I had to learn about um, certain words that could not be utilized um, to keep from offending certain communities. Um, mm-hmm. You know, different things along those lines. I mean, my I'm like Yasir does. Yasir deals a lot in anxiety. Deals a lot in um, uh, um, not suppressed feelings, in a manner of speaking, or anything like that. But like I said, there were certain words that I could not use uh, yeah. that would have been considered offensive to uh, the mental health community. Um, mm-hmm. There were some that were would be offensive to um, the non-binary community. I had to be very careful about that and learn that lesson as far as that was because I, I, I never, the last time that I had published anything on a traditional scale was 10 years ago. And... Mm-hmm. A lot has changed. <laughs> yeah. Like when we when we publish as independents, you know, we don't we're not necessarily um held to the same standard, I guess, in a manner of speaking. Yeah. But at the same time, we are held to some standard, but we're held to a higher standard than the traditional voice because yeah. you know we're we're being distributed to a wider audience in a manner of speaking. Right. I actually went back to a book I published in 2014. And I read it and I went, I wouldn't use those words anymore. And right. I pulled, I pulled words out that I was like, I don't, I feel like this might offend somebody today. Like I went and I pulled yeah. those words and I republished it and, you know, didn't say a peep about it. But I was like, there are words that, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, 10 years ago, me may have said, or, you know what I mean? Like, so Absolutely. it is a different world if, if, especially with a, a book like yours, where you're getting so much visibility Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but that's, I mean, it's always good to, to dive into it and see, you know, what other people might Definitely. feel. Um, so with your book, I mean, it seems like you did write essentially like a book one for a bigger series. Mm-hmm. Are there more books to come? Um, we're hoping to see what happens. We're just trying to kind of take a look at what happens with this, with, with never writing in itself itself. And, um, once, once my, uh, once my agent and I and, 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 and the publisher sit down and take a look at the numbers, we'll see what happens. Um, but for now, I'm, I'm very optimistic 
that we can at least get to a second book and and kind of see where we'll go from there at that point. But you know, it's 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 a tough world out there. <laughs> speaking, it's like you you you're having to go through a lot of different. Um, everyone has their prison that they view through, and 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 that type of thing. And I've I'm I'm learning kind of on a curve in 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 terms of you know how they how they view things, how they see it. Um, how they feel my kids see the world and, and, you know, all of the things. Sometimes there's a cultural aspect that comes into play as well, where you're kind of having to, um, I won't say educate, so to speak, but you know, you do what you can with what you got. Yeah. So um, have you, when you envisioned the story itself, did you picture it as maybe like a movie or a TV series or anything, or their plans? Every, every book that I've ever written has always had a cinematic viewpoint or cinematic slant to it I, I i just i view everything in 4k so i try to draw it the best way i can um from just seeing everything play out in front of me. it's like you 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 want to it's not necessarily that you're writing to film in mm -hmm. a manner of speaking it just kind of works out that way but you know every book that i have ever written has been written in such a way where it could be if if it does you know god you know god show favor um that it does get to that point, it makes it easier to transition into a screenwrite, um, into a screenwriting situation as opposed to there. There's not a, there's there's too much source material in a manner of speaking, and they kind of have to kind of pare it down to 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 do whatever is necessary. I I try to avoid that the best way possible. Yeah, that's great. So um, I always ask everyone who comes on. Mm -hmm. what advice they have for future generations and that could be future generations who want to become writers or just in general um i guess i guess my my away from the literary world i always say live your truth that's that's probably the best advice i could ever give to anyone I, it, 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 it's where i started with with my kids and you know, it kind of fanned out to a lot of the, the the kids that I was mentoring when I was in the public school system at one point in time. It's just, just be authentic. Just live your own truth. Don't try to compromise yourself as much as you possibly can. There are going to be times where you may have to compromise to a certain degree, but as long as it doesn't compromise you to a point to where you don't see or recognize yourself, um, that's, that's really what it is at that point. Um, inside of the literary world, it's still the same. It's still the same three words, but at the same time, it's also um, learn your craft. Um, also, learn the business because there's a business side to writing. You know that that's there's no way you can get away with it. It's just that you can't go in as a as a creative, come up with all of these different things and not understand how to protect yourself, or not understand how to understand. You know, not understand what a contract looks like and what you may be um obligated to what you what you may not be able to get in and out of and you know that type of thing um sometimes you can make a mistake and you can get out of it in some instances and sometimes you can make a mistake and you're not going to ever get out of it it's just mm -hmm. you have to know and, and if you don't know at least find someone that does know um so that you can at least protect yourself the best way possible such wise words, and that applies to even us grown-ups who are, you know, navigating the book world and 
there's just so much to know yeah. and there's so many you know ways to get your books out there too so um, absolutely Shakir I'm so excited about your book I love it I love it um and I also love your main character too and I think that a lot of especially boys um mm -hmm. are going to just gobble up your book like I just think it's it's so fantastic I am I am hopeful of that as far as that was. It's, we don't get a lot of kids in the in the young adult space. Uh, excuse me, we don't get a lot of boys in the young right. adult space, yeah. um, more so than anything else. We get them in the middle grade, but we don't get them in in young adult. And I, I want to uh, offer as, offer up as much as I possibly could when it came to that that genre, that space, um, to kind of give some voice and give some 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 visibility yeah well you did great and um for those of you who would like to check out Shakir's work we will post a link to his fabulous book at the end of this video and Shakir thank you so much for being here today oh, it's my pleasure thank you again for having me